Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Skeptics and Seekers Sunday Sermon Shorts. We are still in cult week, and uh, so we are going to give another reason why I believe that the mainstream Christian church is a cult. Mainstream Christianity. Real Christianity. Milk toast Christianity cult. Uh, we've talked about uh, sacrifice. We could have stopped there. I feel like we could have stopped there. We went on to citizenship, which covered some other things where I think we could have stopped there. We're going to move on to uh, fellowship. Today, we're talking about fellowship. It's a little bit maybe more difficult to explain. It takes a little bit more time to unpack. But I don't plan to take more time to unpack it. And so you can come at me for more on the site, skepticsandseekers.squarespace.com. Log in your discuss account, discuss away. You can also converse with me over email, skepticsandseekers. I'm sorry, skepticsandseekers at gmail.com. Here we go. Fellowship. What could be wrong with fellowship? Fellowship of the Rings. The best of the three, as far as I'm concerned. Fellowship is a good thing. I would love to see more fellowship throughout the world. More people should have fellowship. Fellowship is generally good. And the church, the church has a strong focus on fellowship. And so by association, that should be good, right? And sometimes it is. But if Christians practiced it the way it was spoken of in the Bible, then I think that it would be really bad for the world. And in fact, when Christianity has been at its worst, it is when it has practiced this kind of fellowship. And you see a little bit of that today, especially in America. You also see it in uh, radical Islam, by the way. So what am I talking about? Well, when fellowship with your club members becomes more important than your family and or civic responsibilities, then fellowship has taken a turn for the radical. And that is true whether it's a Christian organization or not. Someone on the board asked if this uh, stuff that I'm talking about wouldn't also apply to skeptics, which I heartily say it does. Listen to the main podcast this week. I spent three and a half hours talking about this sort of thing. And I was talking to a bunch of Christians. They didn't really much have the stomach for talking about uh, skeptical cult-like behavior, which is which I, I thought they would take me up on that. But you will hear me express some of my opinions about that if you listen to that program. But absolutely, this stuff applies uh, to skeptics and skeptical uh, skeptic organizations. Just happen to be talking about the church. That's that's where the conversation has been. So, also, this series is about why I think the mainstream church is a cult. So it doesn't make any sense to talk about skeptical organizations, but the answer is yes to that. So when fellowship 
takes that turn, it swerves directly into cult-like behavior. It was Jesus who said, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. Now, Christians talk about Jesus as a person of peace, one who brings peace. He said from his own mouth, I didn't come to bring peace. <laughs> so there's some level of peace that he didn't come to bring. In fact, he said to bring, he came to bring a sword, which I assume is a symbol of division. Division, yes. And then he goes on to talk about that division. And that division would be in one's own house. You know, father against son, against mother, against mother-in-law, all of these family divisions. That when loving Jesus, you must do so to the extent that it looks like hate for your own family. This is radical. This is not cult-like. This is just cult. This is just cult. And if anyone today, if any religious leader today said, join my church, join my movement, and hate your family, you would call it a cult. When Jesus says it, we say amen. Dangerous. Maybe Jesus didn't mean that. I think he did. You know, there was an occasion when he was surrounded by a group of his followers and his family concerned about him, was looking for him. They were outside, and they sent a message in, tell him his family is out here, you know, his mother, his brothers. And Jesus says to the crowd, never mind those people. You, you know, my adoring fans, you are my mother and brother, and you're my family. You're my real family. Those people out there, those aren't my real family. That's what Jesus said in public to a group of his followers about his family. I contend that there is never an occasion that warrants that. Certainly not in, in a normal situation. I imagine if your family is a bunch of serial killers, yeah, maybe your friends should be closer than your family. That wasn't the case with Jesus at all. So th th that's before anyone brings that up. Okay, that would be a false equivalency. Don't bother. That's Jesus and family. And then what did the church do with its fellowship once Jesus left the scene? They got together. They followed some of his vice, uh, advice. They sold their possessions. And uh, they gave the money to the wait. No, they didn't give the money to the poor. They gave the money to the apostles. That's another thing. Don't worry about it. But they came together almost like a, a compound where they considered no one owning anything. And everything that was owned among the group was held as common. That feels a little bit. Waco to me, all right? <laughs> uh, we would be very concerned about that behavior if it happened today, which it has happened, you know, in recent history. And, and we know how that ends. We know how we feel about that. That is not something that we aspire to. And yet that was the idea of fellowship 
in the early church. It would taken it real close to cult at this point. Real close. Uh, when Paul gave rules on church discipline, he said with such a person, someone that you are disfellowshipping, don't even bid this person Godspeed. With such a person, don't even eat. He did not make an exception for families. Well, what if that person was married to someone? That's that's your spouse. You don't eat with that person? Don't let him in your house? What if it's an adult child living at home? You throw them out? How does that work exactly? Paul made no provision for that because family was not the focus. The fellowship was the focus. Now, before anyone suggests that I don't know my Bible, just, you, you just, well, you make any comment you want, you'd be wrong. Yeah, I know that Paul wanted to kind of get people off of this widow's list thing. Um, I think in the church of Ephesus when he's talking to Timothy. And uh, he, um, he says, look, everyone, you know, these, these women who are these widows, who are getting stipends from the church, let their families take care of them. You know, if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. Okay, Paul said that when it came to, you know, not wanting to give widows money, right? Let, let, let their family take care of them. What if their family was one of those heathen axe-murdering families? Paul didn't make an exception for that either, okay? But him saying that does not mean that he was saying your family is the priority over the fellowship. The fellowship was always the priority. That's your new citizenship. That's your new family, the church. Now, do all churches operate like that? No. In fact, I would say, thankfully, most of them don't. Most Christians today don't. But then again, more fundamentalist Christians would say, yeah, you're right. That's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. Well, so this might be the weakest of my positions that I will unfold this week, but it's weak not because it's theologically wrong. It's weak because Christians, by and, by and large, have no idea what their Bible teaches about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and they're mostly just regular folks getting through the day. All right. So uh, in that sense, uh, they don't tend to hold fellowship all that strong. But Christianity, as it was intended to operate and religion, as it operates throughout the world. I mean, if you think about the honor killings that still happen throughout the world in Islam, by people who are following their religion, who are more loyal to their God than their family. And the Christians who to this day would say that if God told me to kill my son, like he told Abraham, that they would go out and do it. Why? Because their fellowship is more important than their family-ship. And that's Christianity. That's butts in the pews boots on the ground, very nearly cult Christianity. And that's my time. We'll see you next time. I'm out.